everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's April 14th. It's 2021, and we have seven baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I am joined by Keith Eister. Eyes 819 over there um, in the DFS world. What's up, Keith? Not much. Uh, fun little slate to talk about here. So uh, excited to get into it. It's a very interesting slate. We have we don't have any pitchers over 10K. Um, a lot of different you know options and a lot of different ways to kind of approach this slate. So it'll be interesting to see where the ownership kind of lies. Um, I think we're going to see quite a bit of ownership on like Dustin May and stuff. So um, yeah, we're going to have a compared to uh, last night is <laughs> lacking to say the least. So definitely interesting usually happens you know we yep. get spread out a little bit as the season goes and we'll you know start getting aces more and more spread out but uh we are presented by superdraft.com if you guys haven't checked them out make sure you head on over there check them out use promo code grinders for a 50 dollars instant deposit alongside with a 50 cent 50 deposit match bonus up to 500 so make sure you guys are checking them out um, all kinds of information. I'll link it in the description. Um, we'll have super draft plays of the day later on in the show. Um, overlaying almost every day, basketball, baseball, it doesn't matter. They're overlaying almost every day. If you're trying to build a bankroll, um, definitely, you know, check out super draft and take advantage of that overlay. So, um, let's get into it. Uh, we start here with Seattle at Baltimore, Potential rain in this game. We'll have to see how it kind of, you know, pans out. It's a nine and a half total. Baltimore's a slight favorite right now. It's Justin Dunn against Matt Harvey. Um, any interest here in Justin Dunn? He's super cheap today. Baltimore's not very good. Um, so if you're looking super cheap, maybe some interest, but I, I don't think you really need to go there. So I don't have a ton of interest. Yeah, I'm with you. Um just not a guy that's going to generate a lot of swing and misses um, in general. And we don't really know how deep they'll let him go in, you know, as well. So I think that is something that kind of hinders him as well. You know, this Baltimore lineup is nothing that we're like super scared of, um, but it's more of like Justin Tun under 20% strikeout rate um, since the start of the 2019 season. And even if we look the last couple years, he's just not a guy that's going to generate a ton of strikeouts. So, um, and then Matt Harvey on the other side of this game, our favorite pitcher DFS purposes, but we don't ever play him though. <laughs> right. Even against Seattle, no interest whatsoever. Stock bats in this game. We'll start with Seattle. Um, anything standing out to you here for the Mariners? I mean, Kyle Seager jumps off the page. Big lefty power against Matt Harvey, who can't control lefty power at all. So uh, he's he's a very top option on the slate. Uh, price tag's getting up there, but like I said, the power in this spot, uh, tons of interest there. Uh, Marmalejos is cheaper, hitting from the left side. Don't mind Taylor Trammell. Um, and then Hanniger at the top is, is a, a great option too. Yeah, um, I, I think that... Kyle Seager is one of the top plays on the entire slate, um, not just on this team. So really like him. Um, Marmaleos, like you said, Tremel, um, definitely going to be looking more at the lefties. Harvey can give up hard contact to both sides, but he at least generates a lot of ground balls um, against righties. He has that fastball slider combo. 
he doesn't really have that like secondary pitch um, for lefties. And that's what gets him in trouble with lefties over righties. So uh, much rather have the lefties here, but if you're stacking, you're, you're stacking. Um, You can definitely go with Seattle stacks in this one on the Baltimore side of things. I don't know. Um, Dunn's not great. He really struggles with fly balls and hard contact. So I think we could look at guys like Mancini, um, Santander, Severino, even if DJ Stewart's in there, like the power bats um, that, you know, Mancini's expensive, but really the rest of these guys are somewhat priced nice. Yeah, definitely can find some value options here. Um, don't know if I have a ton of interest in the full stack. Um, Dunn gives up a lot of contact, but I don't know um, that Baltimore is really one of my favorite teams. But I, I do like like Mancini and Santander for sure. Uh, Stewart, if he cracks the lineup, is definitely a great value option for a home run. Um, yeah, that's really it on this one. Let's move on. We got Philly at New York taking on the Mets. It's an eight total. Uh, Philly's a slight favorite in this one. Zach Wheeler against uh, David Peterson. Um, any interest here in Zach Wheeler? I do uh, uh, for tournaments only. The, the Mets lineup is pretty potent, uh, but Wheeler's priced down a bit. Um, so in tournaments, I don't mind sprinkling him in, trying to get a, a shot at a ceiling game. Uh, strikeout upside is not great from a lot of people on this slate and Wheeler probably has some of the best of that. So, uh, yeah, I do have some interest in Wheeler. Yeah. Um, when we're trying to pair two pitchers together, it, it's easier on this slate because we don't really have anybody over 10 K. We have some really great options, um, for strikeouts at the top. So I think that Wheeler is in play. I think the Mets lineup is solid. Um, you know, I definitely think that this is a team that has a really solid lineup. But Wheeler's a guy that he's definitely shown that, like, he might be back to, like, 2017, 2018, Zach Wheeler, where, you know, injuries kind of hurt him the last couple of years and um, definitely don't mind Zach Wheeler here. And then on the other side, Peterson. I don't really like Peterson here. You know, there's enough righties in this lineup for Philly that I think this is going to be a really tough ask for Peterson to go out and have a solid game. And he's not a guy that typically generates a lot of strikeouts against righties anyway. Yeah. I don't have any interest. Even Harper hits handles lefties pretty well. Uh, Lots of power on the right hand side. So yeah, no interest for me on Peterson. Um, Let's talk Philly bats. What's standing out to you here for the Phillies? Uh, we talked about that right-handed power. I mean, uh, McCutcheon at the top. Hoskins, I think, is the top play. Uh, in a stack, I'll play Harper, lefty on lefty any any day. Uh, Real Muto is an awesome option, option as an expensive catcher. Um, he he hits lefties really well. Bohm is great. Um, yeah, quite a bit of interest in the Phillies here. Yeah, um, it's the the prices, right? Like McCutcheon, thirty seven hundred. He's still super cheap. Um, you know, he's somebody that I think you can definitely look at in all formats. Hoskins is a a guy with massive amount of powers. Um, Boehm at four K. Like you can go, you can go these three like potent righties here. Um, and like if you're stacking those three and you want to play Bryce Harper at three percent ownership or something like that, like nobody's playing Harper in a lefty lefty at 5,400 
I, I think he's going to be somebody that they people are leaving leaving out of it like their stacks. Um, so I think he is a fantastic option if you're stacking uh, Philly here. And then on the Mets side of things, you know Zach Wheeler's I think biggest weakness is like big time right handed power bats. So I think like if you want to go Pete Alonso one off, I'm I'm not going to talk you off of it. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not going to stack them, but I don't mind looking for a home run. Um, I mean, even if you want to go uh, with the platoon advantage, uh, New York has some left-handed power you can target too. Uh, Texas at Tampa Bay, eight and a half total in this one. Uh, Tampa's a 180 favorite. We got Ahara um, against Fleming. Any interest here in Ahara? No, no interest. Uh, hasn't hasn't shown any strikeout ability. Uh, hasn't went deep into a game yet. Tampa Bay is a very respectable offense. No interest. Yeah, seventy three pitches in both starts. Um, no strikeout ability whatsoever from what we've right. seen so far. Just just no strikeout ability. Um, and, and like Tampa is a team that can strike out against right handed pitching. So typically we. 10 will will tend to take some shots here on um, some righties, but I don't think this is the spot. And then Fleming on the other side, uh, you know, he's a favorite. He's 8,200. He's a lefty. We don't really know how deep he's going to pitch. Um, Like, what are your thoughts here on Fleming? The price tag is, is just seems unreasonably high to me. Uh, Fleming is a control guy, a ground ball guy. Uh, there is some talent there and Texas is definitely a team we're going to target with lefties this year. Um, but at that price and, and with a lack of strikeouts, I, I don't think I can pay 8,200 for him. This lineup is not scary whatsoever. Um, so like, if you want to take some shots on them here, I don't hate the idea. Um, probably not going to but man it is very very tempting um with Fleming being a lefty if we get any kind of word that he's gonna throw like 85 pitches or something here 90 pitches like all right maybe at that point um I'll take some shots on him because I don't think price matters as much on this slate because no real expensive pitchers. We have a lot of expensive bats, but no real expensive pitchers. It's going to be pretty easy to kind of fit two of these guys in there. So Texas stinks against left-handed pitching. Um, they're really bad against lefties. I don't even know um, how they did against Yarbrough tonight. I haven't checked, but. Oh, they um, crushed him. Did they? Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ryan Yarbrough stinks. Um, <laughs> Are we sure that Ryan Fleming is any hits. better than yeah. <laughs> hey, strikeout per inning for Yarbrough. That tells us no. <laughs> um, is there any of the Texas bats that you want to play here? I mean, Gallo has power to hit it out um, on anybody. Tampa Bay is not a team that I ever like to target because they have a very quick leash on their sh- uh, starting pitchers. So if their starting pitcher struggles, they have no problem yanking in and then relying on that very good bullpen. So, um, Tampa Bay is never a team I really like to target. Yeah, I don't mind maybe going like um, Jose Trevino. Just tiny, like he's a catcher that could potentially bat like fourth or fifth in this lineup. So, um, and he's cheap. Like cheap catchers towards the top of the lineup, you know I'm interested. Um, I played a lot of him to, uh, tonight against Yarbrough. So well, that, that worked out well. 
Yeah. Um, there you go. Back at it again. Yep. Any of these Tampa bats standing out to you here? Um, yeah, Tampa was one of my favorite offenses here. I think uh, Meadows at the top, I think one of the top plays on the slate. Um, Arozarena hasn't really gotten going this year. Uh, obviously, he had the awesome playoff last year, um, but he's been struggling a little bit. So I'm really looking at the lefties. I uh, love Wendell and Lau. Um, and if you want to take a shot in a stack, uh, Yoshi as well. Yeah, I um, don't really have too much else to add here. The price is definitely caught up. Meadows is a cheap was cheap on a on a couple sites. I don't know if he still is. Um, he's thirty seven hundred, but like Brandon Lowe on Fanduel should be a core play today. He's two point nine k, way too cheap for him. Um, so I don't know. I'll let I'll let you know Cheese stick to doing the core plays and everything. But I think like Brandon Lowe, there's like I wonder I wonder how close I am. I'll have to ask him. I- I, I think either him or Meadow, one of those is definitely going to show up, I think. I mean, it's a great spot for the lefties here. Detroit at Houston. We got a nine total in this one. Um, Houston's a 235 favorite. We got Fulmer against McCullers. Um, any interest here in Michael Fulmer? No. Uh, just uh, he's not going to go deep enough. Houston has a lot of power. Um, no interest. Yeah, not only do they have a ton of power, they just don't strike out a lot. Um, right. You know, and that's just the biggest thing. Like, even at 5,900 on this type of slate where we don't have, you know, to pay over 10K for any pitching, you need strikeouts. And this is a guy that has a, an 18% strikeout rate since the start of last season. So I think you kind of stay away from him in this one. And then on the other side, um, Lance McCuller is here. Had to face Oakland back to back. Um, this is this is a much better on paper matchup. Detroit, a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. It's encouraging to see like McCullers through 88 and 95 pitches in his first two starts. Um, I think that's very encouraging. And then you just look at this lineup up and down. He's ninety nine hundred, and like I said, we're gonna definitely get into Dustin May, um, Carlos Rodon, and these guys, but I think McCullers you know, matchup wise is, is up there in the top three. Yeah, you nailed it. Uh, he is the top option for me, uh, 28% strikeout rate and against, uh, the weakest perhaps offense on the slate. Um, so, uh, the price isn't, isn't a factor. I, I he's the top option. He's my cash game pitcher for the slate. Yeah, I think like the argument of playing McCullers and Dustin May together is really strong on this slate, um, and we'll get into yeah. we'll get into Dustin May here in a few minutes um, when we get to that game. But like, it, it's just a it's a strong spot for both of these guys. So again, I think these guys are easily in the top three. I like McCullers a lot. Probably not going to go with anything here on the Detroit side, like. They have some pop in this lineup. It's not extremely terrible. Um, there's some pop in this lineup, but it, it's still overall um, a team that strikes out a ton. Yeah, I mean, they're super cheap. Uh, they were in play uh, on our last slate because we had so much great pitching, but we don't have that pitching on this slate, and I just you don't need the value that they that they offer. Um, they're doing well as we're recording this, but yeah, against McCullers, who's, who's one of the top two or three pitchers on the slate. 
Um, I'm, I'm not going there. I don't think. Yeah. I just don't see anything really like jumping off to the page. I think like, if you want to use them as like a leverage vomit stack, sure. Um, because there are, they are cheap enough. Joey Votto hit a home run. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> sidetrack. I, I, I dogged him so bad yesterday and Will said that there was no chance that he was not going to hit a home run. Um, I'm sure by the, the time that this podcast is over, I'm going to have 20 tweets. Um, <laughs> he still stinks. Um, let's go to the Houston bats in this one. Anything standing out to you here against Fulmer? I played a ton of Houston. They're not doing anything um, last night. And I mean, Fulmer, Fulmer is not great in my opinion, but he, he just doesn't give up a lot of hard contact. Um, Houston's prices are way up there. Um, I don't mind it, but it, they're not a team that I'm like jumping at. Yeah. Like I think it's pricing more than anything else. Yeah. Um, Cause if, if Tucker was batting in a good lineup spot, I'd really like him here. Um, if Brantley was a little bit cheaper, I'd really like him in this spot. Um, I think like, you know, Alvarez always um, a deep threat. Like I want to attack Fulmer. I do too. And Detroit's bullpen is not great. So, I mean, I, I really wanted to like this spot, but I, I just, with the price, where they're all priced up, I just cannot get there. Yeah, where I might end up playing Houston is over there on Superdraft. Uh, Michael Brantley, 1.3. Um, Kyle Tucker, 1.75. Like, all right, I'm in. Um, I can get some Houston bats over there with the multipliers, and if the stack goes off, um, you can end up doing probably really well over there. Um, Miami at Atlanta, 8.5 total in this one. Atlanta, 210 favorite. Um we got Niedert against Charlie Morton. Um, Niedert facing off against Atlanta here. 85 pitches in his first start, only allowed one run. Um, struggle with walks. Struggle with command against the Mets. Um, any interest in him in this spot against Atlanta? He's in that that same tier as Justin Dunn. I mean, if, if you wanted to stack Houston and then pay down for somebody cheap, he, he'd be in that conversation. Um but Atlanta is a powerful offense, doesn't strike out a ton, not somebody I, I like to attack. So uh, not, a, not a lot of interest unless I need somebody cheap or I'm, I'm just in a, a really big tournament. Yeah, I don't think this is a spot you play them. Um, Atlanta, like their lineup is very, very good. I know they've gotten off to a little bit of a cold start, but unlike the Cubs, the Atlanta lineup is pretty good. Um <laughs> If you guys don't know, he's a Cubs fan. I'm just messing with him. Even though the Cubs are absolute trash um, right now. Awful. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about Charlie Morton. He's 7,600. Gets a matchup here against Miami. Um, The thing that I I think is the biggest difference between yesterday and today, um, you know, Max Freed is a guy that I liked Miami in, in the expert survey. I said, Miami's going to score eight runs. I didn't, I guess I didn't put a high enough number on it. Um, the biggest difference is the lefty righty. Like Charlie Morton is elite against righties. 0.0094. Um, oh nine. Oh yeah. Oh nine four. I said it right. Um, ISO against righties, 3% walk rate, 25% strikeout rate generates a ton of ground balls. Um, 
Miami's going to throw righties at him. Like they have a few lefties that they can put in the lineup, but they're going to have enough righties here that I think Morton is in consideration if we're going to go down as like a cheaper SP2, which I don't think you have to on the slate. That's the thing. Um, his strikeout ability is not what it once was. His velocity is down a little bit. He still obviously has a great curveball. Um, very talented pitcher. Um, Miami does strike out more against righties than they do against lefties. Uh, and, and the price is right. So as far as a, an off-the-board tournament option, I think he's definitely in play for that. Yeah. Um, I don't see playing any of these Miami bats. No, I don't either. Um, just, I mean, I guess if you wanted to chase lefty, but they don't have any lefty power is the problem. I mean, Dickerson would be the one guy that maybe you could could target. If, yeah, uh, he would probably be the only guy that I think you could target here. And he's 3,100. I think that's fine, especially because he'll probably bat lead off. You know, Atlanta is a ballpark. We definitely want the lefties in. Um, let's talk about the other side of this game, let's talk about the Braves hitters here. Um, neither, like I said, struggle with command. You struggle with a command against a team like the Atlanta Braves, and they're really going to make you pay. They walk a lot, they're very patient, and they have a ton of power. Yeah, it, it can go south in a hurry. I mean, if, if he starts walking, guys, he may not be in there for more than two innings. I mean, um, put a couple guys on, then one leaves the park, and all of a sudden you're down three to nothing. Uh, it's a real problem. So uh, I do like the brave stack here um, per, would side with the lefties first, but I think you can pull stack them uh, free Freeman and Albies would be the top two for me. My only problem with like a brave stack here is price um, because you're likely going to need Charlie Morton. So you're really just going to need the Braves to put it on in this game. Um, if you're stacking the Braves. Well, uh, we got the Indians and the white Sox. no total in this game. Um, please. And Rodon, um, let's start here with Zach Plesic. You know, a, a guy that's definitely talented. The pitch count is is super nice um, from what we've seen so far. The question is, like, do you trust him in this spot going up against the White Sox? I do have some interest for tournaments. The problem is is the strikeouts. It, it, he's not an elite strikeout pitcher. He's a, probably above average strikeout pitcher. Um, but this White Sox lineup still has power uh, and patience as well. Um, I know they're missing uh, Tim Anderson and, and Jimenez is obviously out for a while. Um, so the matchup is not as hard as it might've been, but, but still not a great matchup. Um, and with the lack of strikeout upside, I, he's tournaments only for me, the price is up there, uh, but I will take a couple stabs on him. I think he's a great option. Um, when I'm looking at like what I think, ownership is going to look like on this slate. I don't think there's any chance that Plesic is anywhere near McCullers and, and may even Carlos Radon on the other side of this game. And Plesic is above average in so many different things. And with this lineup is missing two of the biggest bats. Like we have one more day before Anderson can return um, from the IL. So we know he's not going to be in here on this one. And we know Jimenez is out for a little bit longer too. So two of the key bats in this lineup are out. And like, 
I don't know. I, I just think this is a spot you you can just get different on a seven game slate and still have thirty plus point upside. Um, and he's thrown ninety four and ninety seven pitches. It's they're gonna let him throw if he's pitching well. So I, I think he can be really efficient here. I think he can get strikeouts and I think he can go deeper into the game. And maybe Dustin May runs into trouble a little bit and. We know Dave Roberts has the hook, man. Um, and it's a it's a really crappy hook. And we know that Lance McCullers is a guy that like 85 pitches is a possibility. It's a it's a range of outcomes. So I think Pleasic is someone that's super interesting here for tournaments. And then um on the other side of this game, you got Carlos Radon. You know, he looked fantastic in his first outing. Um, you know, a ton of stuff coming out of spring about him. And you know, you just look up and down this lineup and it's they're going to be able to throw some righties at him. They got guys on the bench, um, you know, Luplo, these guys that are very platoon splits guys. But I think he's another guy that could pitch deep and have a really strong game. It's it's the pitching deep that I'm a little bit worried about. Uh, scratching his last last start, but I don't think it was it was an illness or something. No, nothing to be concerned about. Um, but it's the control is the has been the problem for Rodon throughout his career. Um, I, I have some respect for this Cleveland lineup, and and I don't. I, I would rather play Plesac over Rodon, um, but I think he's a fine tournament option. I I do think he can flash some strikeout upside. I don't think I want any bats in this game, like on either side. You know, Jose Ramirez. And Jose Abreu would be the two guys, but I'm not paying 5,700 for either one of these guys. Um, I think it's too tough of an ask. I think you can make a a, a case for Reyes at 4,700, but overall, I think this is a game that you probably stay away from the bats. Yeah, I tend to agree. Ramirez just has not really been great to start the year. At some point, you know he's going to catch fire and just go on an, a crazy tear, tear but uh, we just haven't seen it yet. Uh, with the price still way elevated, probably not the time to jump on. Uh, Fran Mill would be the guy for me. Um, and I don't know what Rosario's price is, but he handles lefties pretty well. So if you needed a, a cheap one off at shortstop, uh, Rosario might be in play. Uh, Colorado at LA taking on the Dodgers, eight total. Dodgers, a 275 favorite here. Uh, John Gray against Dustin May. Uh, John Gray pitched really well in his first outing against the Dodgers in course. Um, pitched really well in his second outing against Arizona Arizona in course. Um, I don't know what to to think of this, but I do know that I have a I have a rule that I don't play pitchers against the Dodgers. Um, so it's very easy to just stay away from Gray here. But everything screams like there's a lot of regression coming here from like the advanced numbers. Um, the advanced numbers are not as good as like what we're seeing on the surface. Like 1.54 ERA, but almost a five Sierra and a 4.6 XFIP. Like, all right, getting a little lucky there, John Gray. Yeah, he definitely is. Uh, the two positive arguments for him would be the price tag. Uh, he's down at 7,200 on DraftKings, I think it was. Yep. And then um, this Dodgers lineup, obviously Bellinger's is out, who would probably be uh, the biggest threat against John Gray. Um, and Turner is, has missed some time and Betts has missed some time. So depending on who's in the lineup, um, that would be the only way that I would consider him. 
Um, but if Betts and Turner both show up, I'm probably staying away. You obviously still have Seager and Muncie from the left side that can do a ton of damage. So um, even though he's cheap and he has shown he's in pretty good form to start the year, um, I, the Dodgers are just way too dangerous. Yeah, um, I just I can't do it. And then Dustin May on the other side, he's the biggest favorite on the slate. For a reason, um, you know, the, the Rockies lineup is nothing near what it was um, the last couple of years. And always a team that, like, when they're outside of cores, we like to target them. Um, and, like, that's just the case. And Dustin May, 85 pitches in his first start, um, really strong start for him. And, you know, definitely a talented young pitcher, one of the top prospects in this organization. Elite against righties, struggles against lefties. I think that's the only concern is – you know, they can throw four or five um, lefties at him here. Yes. Um, the strikeouts is what I would point to. He wasn't a great strikeout pitcher last year, but he struck out eight in six innings in his first start. So, uh, and he's definitely shown strikeout ability in the past um, against this Rockies lineup. I, I would try to justify the, justify the fade at this price. Normally I would think, um, but with what he showed in his first start and, in this matchup, I, I think I'm going to try to pay up uh, for both of them uh, in cash. So I think, I think two studs in cash is the way to go. Yeah. In tournaments though, if he's going to be like super chalky, I'll definitely be underweight on him. Um, I'm not fading him. The matchup is too good to fade him in my opinion, but I do think this is a spot you can um, be underweight on him because he is a guy that like, his range of outcomes is anywhere from 75 to 95 pitches. Um, and, and like he could be pitching really, really good and only get 75 pitches. So Dave Roberts definitely influences um, my decision on like if Dustin May is going to be chalked and he's going to be popular. Um, the biggest favorite on the slate, you know, everybody likes to target the Rockies when they're on the road, but I, I think it also depends on what the lineup looks like. If they do end up throwing like five lefties at him, his strikeout rate is still decent against lefties, but his walk rate goes up. His hard hit rate goes up. He doesn't generate any soft contact against lefties whatsoever. So I think that's the biggest concern um, when you're looking at potentially playing Dustin May here. Um, Adam Duvall, that was a good home run. Um, let's talk bats here. Uh, do you have any interest in the Rockies bats? Um, not, nothing is as far as a stack is concerned. Um, Charlie Blackman for left-handed power would be the one that I would be chasing. Uh, Ryan McMahon as well. If, if you want to go deeper. Um, yeah, I just, they're so expensive. Like they're, they're priced like this game's in course. I, I just, Oops. I can't do it. Yeah, oh my McMahon's fifty three hundred. Uh, yeah, mind. like they're priced <laughs> like they're in cores. That's insane. They're priced higher than they were in cores <laughs> last week. They are. Yeah. Well, who was that against Arizona? They were like super cheap. And yeah, this is ridiculous. Um, let's talk Dodgers. You know, I think they're gonna be a team. They have one of the highest implied team totals. I think they're gonna be a team that's very um very, very highly owned here. And I think it's it's warranted. Like I said, a lot. I think J John Gray has a lot of negative regression coming. This is one of the best, if not the best, offense in baseball. Um, you got to pay for these guys. They're super expensive. Uh, but 
you know, we still have like if Edwin Rios cracks the lineup, he's cheap. If um, McKinnistry cr- cracks the lineup, he's cheap. Um, what are you looking at here? Yeah, it's it's really tough to do a, a full five man Dodger stack um, because the guys, the Seager and Muncie are both going to be over five k. If Bats and Turner are in there, they're both going to be up around five k and over. Um, so very difficult to get the the stack that you want. Um, and then fit in pitching. We don't have a ton of great value options at pitching. So um, I love them as like a three man with a cheaper stack, like Seattle or something. Um, but to full stack them, it, it's, it's really tough. Um, but yeah, lefties against gray is where we're looking. So Seeger and Muncie are, are the two. Uh, Gavin Lux is one of the cheaper Dodgers. I think he's a great play. Um, probably a cash game second baseman. Um, I don't really have anything else to add. I think the Dodgers are great. You can pair the Dodgers with Seattle and hope that, you know, Matt Harvey is not good today and you hope that John Gray regresses in front of your face. So, um, so yeah, let's play the morning grind game and then, um, then we'll get out of here because I got to go do a basketball podcast. Um, any under 8k to get six or more strikeouts. Um, who do you like for that today? Um, I think, Charlie Morton seems to be the obvious answer there for me. It's the only thing about going second in this game. I think he <laughs> realistically is probably the only option to get there. I think real like if you're taking a guy to get six more strikeouts outside of him, like I think Matt Harvey probably has the next best like probability, but you're not playing Matt Harvey. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust at the top today? Oh, man, I just – I don't think Fleming goes deep enough to get there, and I don't think he, he strikes out enough. So, um, Fleming. Um, I'm going to go Wheeler, and it's more of just the Mets lineup is decent enough that if he gets into a little bit of trouble. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. Who's your expensive home run today? Uh, I'm going to be picking on Matt Harvey here. Give me Kyle Seager to hit home run. Oh my gosh. I wrote him down already. (laughs) Um, Good pick. All right. Uh, Let's see. I got to go back and think now. Um, Got me at my own game. Um, Give me Alvarez. I like. Um, Let's see here. Lost my train of thought. Under 4K to get two hits. Uh, Lux is still under 4K, right? Yeah, 3,900, just barely. Gavin Lux. All right, I like it. Um, I'm going to go DJ Stewart. Nice. Both of those might be home runs, too. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, stack to score six or more runs. Uh, I talked about picking on Harvey. I, I think Seattle is in a pretty good spot here. If the if the weather holds up, I think Seattle can score six. I like that one. I like the whole game. Let's go Baltimore. Nice. I'll go Baltimore. Um, any over under money line against spreading bets kind of standing out to you here? Uh, what did I have here? I've got uh, Texas, Tampa Bay over eight and a half. Um, don't have much respect for either, either of these pitchers. Uh, Texas doesn't have a great offense, but uh, if 
if they can get Fleming, if Fleming goes three or four innings, maybe the middle of that Tampa Bay bullpen, I think we can get over eight and a half in Texas Tampa Bay. If the weather holds up, um, I really like Seattle Baltimore over nine and a half. Um, obviously, we've talked about that game a lot. It's very clear that we're very high on that game. Um, so yeah, really liking that one. Uh, do you have a super draft play of the day? I forgot to tell you beforehand. So if you don't, that's fine. Um, I have not signed up for super draft yet. So I got to use that promo code and, and get in there. Make sure you use grinders and deposit at least 500 bucks so you can get that 50%. Um, I'm going to go Kyle Seeger, 1.3X. Really like him just in general on this slate. We talked about it a lot. But also, 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 also. If you're not getting a pitcher on this slate with at least 1.5x, you're in trouble. Plezik is 1.7, Carlos Rodon is 1.8, and Dustin May is a 2x. Dustin May is going to be insanely popular on this slate over there. Um, McCullers is 1.6. Like, get your multipliers with your pitchers today. There are there it's just it's a little too high um so make sure you're getting your multipliers uh because yeah there's just yeah i can't imagine what dustin may is going to be owned and for good reason so uh that's going to wrap it up here for wednesday always fun uh talking baseball with you keith hopefully your cubs get it rolling um I, I hope not anytime soon because it's really fun to continue to play pitchers against them. <laughs> I mean, um, they, they came at, I saw a stat the other day on fastballs in the strike zone. I think their Woba this year is like 220. It is like it is so far below anybody else. It's ridiculous. They're, they've just been absolutely brutal. So, <laughs> by the Can't way, um, I think I had 12 um, tweets about Joey Votto. Um, before we finish so i was close um <laughs> the old man gets you the stats don't lie folks stats don't lie everybody can um even a blind squirrel finds a nut so hope everyone has an awesome wednesday we'll be back thursday talking some more baseball good luck in your contest and we'll see you then